This is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hello, good evening. My name is Vinny White. This is an hour-long show, and uh, it's going to be good, I hope. I had a bit of an IT issue. I always have IT issues. I couldn't log in to do any research. Uh, well, I couldn't log into the computer to do anything. I was going to do some research on all the latest news and goings-on. I did get in in the end, but I had to phone IT support, which is a weekly affair. And the same idiotic conversation happens every time. I got put through to somewhere. Sounds like quite far away, possibly the Philippines. And she said, um, who do you work for? I said, uh, News Talk 1010, Bell Media. And she said, um, yeah, that's, that doesn't exist. And I thought, uh, for a minute, I thought, she said it with such confidence. I thought, maybe this has been a dream, this four years of radio. Maybe... It doesn't exist. I mean, I have this year questioned everything when it comes to mass media. So maybe we're not here. Maybe this isn't the Vinnie White Show and you're not listening to the radio. I don't know. Anyway, she eventually found me and said, uh, oh, what's your name? Even though I'd already told her. I said, Vinnie White. She goes, oh, OK, I can't give you a password to log into the system, but I can give it to your manager. So I'm going to call him. I said, well, don't do that because he's not here. She said, oh, don't worry. I think I've got his home number. Oh, yeah, great. I bet, I bet my manager would be over the moon to be called on a Sunday night with a, a screaming newborn baby uh, when he's relaxing, watching, I would imagine, Lady Gaga. I bet he can't wait to hear from me, who's locked out, and a woman in the Philippines that's trying to fix the situation. So I said, no, don't do that, which is what I said last week and the week before. Remember that, part? This is not a new thing. The answering machine thing, and that was brilliant. I still think about that. <laughs> That's when I, she said I can only leave you a voicemail and I had to pretend to be a voice machine and beep with my mouth. That was last time. This time, the, check out how stupid these conversations have got now. She said, um, what's your name? I said, Vinnie White. She said, can you spell it? And I said, well, it's white like the colour. She said, so W-H-I-T-A? No, no, because that's not how you spell white. And she said, well, how do you spell it then? We're actually having that conversation. Do you think she was t testing you, like... I think that she is in the other room with a camera on me, watching me get redder and redder to the point of explosion, and she is pissing herself laughing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. And then, and you think I'm making this up, she goes, again, can you give me a first name? I said, V. She said, V for Victor. I said, not really, no, V for Vinny, really, if anything, because that's my name. <laughs> and she said, but that's how you do a V. I'm like, OK, right then. It's Victor, Indigo, and then I forgot what N is. What's N? So I said Nigel. I really confused myself. What is it, N? Uh, Hold on one sec. Can you text in before Pat? Beat Pat. Alpha Bravo Charlie, Delta. November. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, so I'm Victor, Indigo. It's V, Victor. Can you look that up? Yeah. She, she got that right. I love that she knows that, but she doesn't know how to spell white. Yeah, that's interesting or selective uh, knowledge, I suppose. Yeah. Racist. Anyway, thank you to her. But beat this. She goes, um, oh, actually, I can fix it. When you put your username in, my username, by the way, is V White. Um, are you putting in front of it BBIDM backslash? No, of course. No, I'm not. Oh, she goes, oh, there's your problem then. That's all you need to do. Great. Why didn't I think of that random list of letters and characters? What an idiot I am. 
So if you work for Bell Media, just type in this niche audience, I appreciate, bbidm backslash before your username, you get in, all right? Could be talking about the Super Bowl. I think we'll move on. Um, Vinny, they really are that dumb, said someone. I've had my sessions with them, said someone else. I mean, all IT support's the same, isn't it? I phoned Fido this week, my phone provider, because I had a question about my bill. That was the most ridiculous. That was even more ridiculous than the one I just went through. Fido is a bit old school. I wouldn't expect their customer service to be uh, too hot. Yeah, I said, uh, I've got, because I've got a plan, which means that you don't pay a lot when you go abroad. And you know, remember I was in England and Ireland recently. Well, they charged me loads. And it, because of my plan, they shouldn't. And I said, uh, can you see on the bill there, it says uh, England and uh, Ireland. And they said, no, we've got you down as going to the Netherlands. Right. Wow. Okay. And again, because I'm such an idiot, I'm like, well, maybe I did. I was quite drunk in Ireland, and I think there's a ferry. But how? The towers are so far away. How could it possibly <laughs> come up in the Netherlands? At that point, I should have just said, actually, I didn't go anywhere. I was in Canada. Because you obviously don't know. So let's just forget the whole thing, shall we? You could have got your whole bill refunded, I bet. Yeah. And then because I got an English accent, she got really confused. Because I, didn't, I don't think she was... A, aware that people can move countries, maybe in the current political climate. She's kind of right. Um, but, yeah, she goes, um, a bit confused, though, because you say you were in England, but it sounds like you are English. And I went, yeah, I went home to see my mum. Talking about my life now. And uh, she said, right, it's, it's just confusing, isn't it? Because, you know, you don't sound Canadian. Is it that? Is it that confusing? Is that confusing? No, I, I guess to some people. I've, I've travelled, I've lived abroad, so I guess uh, yeah. I wouldn't think twice about it. You mean you can stay somewhere? Once you get off the plane? I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, most people seem like in Toronto they're not from here, so... Yeah. Uh, we've got a call, which I don't normally do, but I would like to take it because you've put it down as what's Vinny's opinion on Lady Gaga. And it's from a woman. So uh, stick her on, we'll have a quick chat. And you can text the show on 71010. Absolutely. That's how we roll. Hi, Angela. Hi. Just wondered what you thought about Lady Gaga tonight. I didn't see it, but I heard oh that she did God, a... Oh, my God, you have to watch it. Is it good, was it? Very, very good. I was on the phone to a woman in the Philippines with an IT issue, so uh, I was otherwise engaged. I believe, I've got a quote here, she said, no matter what race or religion or nationality, sexual or orientation mm -hmm. or gender you are, it has the power to unite us. And then she yes. played, I was born this way. So good political choice. And you know what was lovely at the start when she sang that God bless America? It was like the America we know. Yeah. It, and that's what I felt. And well, that, I believe she was... I'm older than my kids, but she touched me, and I'm, like, 63. Did you say you're older than your kids? <laughs> I think that one goes without saying. <laughs> Unless you've been managing to have sex in a time machine. I, I was all right with that. <laughs> Bless you. Okay. Thanks, Angela. Have a good night, okay, darling. bye. Bye-bye. Oh, well, I'll watch that later. Super Bowl is on. Is it still going, Pat? I don't know. Yep. Is it? What's the score? 28-9 for Atlanta. Against? A New England. Uh, I, the reason I ask you that is I, don't, I didn't actually know who was playing. To me, a Super Bowl is a toilet that cleans itself. I had absolutely no idea what this sport was, and I still don't understand it. Did you watch the soccer yesterday? No. What was that? Bayern Munich was playing. I don't know. I was on Sports Center. Was it? No. I don't really do sport, mate. I just do cutting-edge journalism, which is uh, something I do when I'm not on the radio. Good call. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to talk about you-know-who. Not even one bit. No, I'm not even going to mention his name. The whole show. I can't be asked anymore. I am done. Can't be asked. Forget it. So uh, if you're on the run from that thing, slash man, then uh, you're in the right place. Come to my warm bosom and cuddle me deeply. Uh, Amanda Capito will come in later. She's our resident news junkie. We're going to talk about some of the news that's going on other than that. And uh, we'll come back and talk about the submarine software that is being used. Is it out of date? Is it dangerous? And what the hell am I talking about? All that coming up. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Uh, Pat, just get this one out of the way. Uh, you know, winter is here and upon us. And uh, although Christmas was quite expensive, some of us now have gone through a pay packet, got a little bit of cash jingle jangling around the back pocket. Other than give it away to charities and people that actually deserve it, wouldn't it be good if you could buy some art? But where would I go that's not only convenient and affordable? Well, it's a great question, Pat, and I'm glad you asked me off the cuff in this definitely unplanned way that in no way benefits me in any shape or form. Just looking, browsing the internet for gift ideas, I stumbled upon a company called MrPhotoCanvas.com. MrPhotoCanvas.com? Yes, it's a company that appears, and what a bizarre service it is too, to blow up your images and put them on a stretched canvas so you can hang them on the wall and make your place look like a chuffing art gallery. But what if I wanted to pay on pickup? Well, I mean, there's not many services that do that sort of thing. Nearly all of those internet services ask for money up front and you never know what you're getting. But I noticed with this company... Oh, I've forgotten the name. What was it again? Was it MrPhotoCanvas.com? Hmm. I look at their website and, bizarrely, they seem to trust you as a customer. They even let you pay on pickup. Wow. I know what I'm doing with all my extra cash. I'm going to MrPhotoCanvas.com. What a great idea. And wasn't it weird that we just fell upon this topic just out of the blue like that? I certainly wasn't thinking about this beforehand. I was going to talk about submarines, but it just popped into my mind because art is like submarines in some ways. I haven't worked out what ways, but it probably is. Good. The UK government confesses that the software on its submarines is out of date. This comes out this week. Britain's fleet of missile submarines, HMS Vanguard, Victorious, Vigilant and Vengeance, and very nearly Boaty McBoatface, are four of the deadliest ships ever built, armed with nuclear weapons, four boomers that patrol the oceans, providing a powerful deterrent against a surprise nuclear attack on the United Kingdom. The four Vanguard-class ballistic missile submarines provide the UK's entire nuclear deterrent. Each nuclear-powered submarine has up to eight Trident II missiles, with a total of 40 nuclear warheads. That's enough firepower to devastate entire countries. It's an awesome responsibility, and the submarines are built to task. Nuclear reactors provide enough power to remain submerged almost indefinitely, while spearfish torpedoes provide defence against enemy submarines. Then it's a bit weird that it came out this week. They run Windows XP. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the, com- the submarines apparently were commissioned in the 1990s and uh, Windows XP was installed because it was cheaper than the alternatives, right? It's not just Windows XP, and I'm not making this up, it's Windows XP for submarines. Wow. <laughs> 
They've made a lot of little branches, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Pretty niche, that one. Uh, Microsoft ended security updates Windows XP in 2014, meaning that the submarines also uh, don't get any more security updates. So they're vulnerable to viruses, malware, cyber attacks. And as with any software release, each update fixes existing problems but introduces the likelihood of new ones. Windows XP for submarines has got a lot of bugs. As long as no one finds that out, they've got no problems. And that's the important thing. So that it's a bloody good job that I'm not talking about it in any way. Are you a terrorist? Would you like to perhaps take over uh, <laughs> one of the most amazing remote-controlled vessels ever? Um, but then I read on, right, thinking, oh, Britain, get with it. Apparently, the US Navy still runs Windows XP, but it's paying for extra security updates. I know that they run a lot of nuclear silo stuff off floppy disks, and they got caught in the past, like, sleeping on the job and doing drugs and then having hookers inside the military silos. Oh, I forgot about that. Wasn't that... It was on 60 Minutes. It was yeah. a huge thing. They really got killed. This is actually, like, initiated a lot of the Trump... This is before he was even running. No, no, I, no. Oh, no. We're not mentioning that word today. It's out. Yeah. It doesn't exist to me. That's sort of when it kind of re-emerged in the news, for my part, at least. Uh, currently, if you arm a missile, an animated paperclip pops up and says, I see you're trying to bomb Russia. Would you like me to mess it up and accidentally bomb somewhere else for you? Reference there to the word paperclip, which used to make me almost ready to kill a man. Do you remember that? No. What happened when you used to use words? You'd go, dear Bob, comma, and it would go, diddly-ding, I see you're trying to write a letter. Would you like me to completely mess oh, it up for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the helping thing that ruined everything. I remember that from school. Is it called amanthropomorphized? Nope, it's not. What amorph Amorphosized? When you give anthropomorphized, so thank you. Always struggled with that. Anthropomorph, see, I couldn't do it a second time. Have a bash. Anthropomorphized. I think it's time we swap positions. <laughs> you seem to be a somewhat more diligent broadcaster than I. Oh, anyway, speaking more on the uh, on the high seas, more news, uh, slightly bizarre news out of Australia this week. Uh, jellyfish washed up in their thousands on Australian beaches. One in particular. Thousands of blue blubber jellyfish have washed up on an Australian beach this week, surprising locals and marine experts. Charlotte Lawson, 24, took photographs of the jellyfish at Queensland's, Queensland's Deception Bay after noticing unusual colours in the water. Surely you can't believe anything that comes out of Deception Bay. Yeah, that sounds a bit off. Alternative it fact, Bay. But that's terrible. I've heard once the jellyfish start dying, then we're really screwed because they're the toughest ones in the ocean. What do you mean, the toughest ones? They're the most survivable. They, they could eat, live off anything. Oh, they're like the cockroaches of the sea. Exactly. Oh, I see. And the canary in the coal mine kind of thing yeah. as well. Big shout out to uh, Newcastle miners. Uh, we got closer. We realized it was jellyfish, she said. It was like bubble wrap across the beach. Although it is apparently quite a common sight in Australia's east coast, the mildly venomous marine stinger is rarely seen in such numbers. Marine biologists were stunned at the pictures and flocked to see the jellyfish. One marine biologist said, they are cheek by jowl. They're packed in so tightly it's a sea of blue. I've got two problems with that. First of all, I've never heard that expression, they're cheek by jowl. I get it, but I'm pretty confident jellyfishes don't have cheeks or jowls. Yeah. Kind of, you know, 
they absorb things. I know they absorb a lot of garbage. They eat a lot of plastic bags and the other trash we throw in the ocean. Yeah, but they don't have jowls. Otherwise, they'd look older, wouldn't they? Yeah. I've ever seen an old jellyfish? That's what I'm saying. Um, also, the other thing she said about that, it was like a sea of blue. So it was like a sea. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> a marine biologist. Of course. Imagine that. Oh, you've got to see it. It's like a sea of blue. Okay, so it's like a sea, and it's next to the sea, so therefore it just looks a bit like the sea is further in than it actually is. That's got to be worth driving to see. It's like high tide. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like it looked yesterday about midday. I can't believe it. Uh, Dr. Gershwin said the phenomenon was probably caused by a combination of factors, including warmer waters, abundant nutrients, and an absence of predators. Uh, they're all starting to smell pretty rank, she said. I think she's Australian. They're all starting to smell pretty rank. And uh, it was at this point that a lot, of, um, a lot of complaints happened from local people with houses nearby. I always wondered about that. Like, can't complain about that. Who are you complaining to? Yeah, I guess you sh the, the government of Australia <laughs> is supposed to be in charge <laughs> but, of the sea. Yeah, Queensland City Council need to come and hoover them all up. But it's interesting that they died from an abundance of nutrients and lack of predators. No, it's not the way they died. That They died from... Actually, I don't know why they die. I think they just die because they don't live that long. Oh, that's, that's why there were so many. That's why they have huge numbers. Yeah. Ah, makes sense. Uh, Dr. Gershwin said she uh, expected the jellyfish to dry out in the sand and be eaten by birds. Uh, according to the Surf Life Saving Queensland, more than... Nearly twenty, if more than twenty-two thousand, nearly twenty-three thousand swimmers were treated for stings by another jellyfish species, the blue bottle, in the last couple of months. Twenty, nearly twenty-three thousand people stung by blue bottles. Twenty-three thousand. Yeah, proving yet again that if you're on a plane and you're on your way to Australia, fake an illness and get off at Tonga. Don't ever go to Australia. Jeez, I almost on a beach in Mexico. I almost kicked a jellyfish one time, and thank goodness uh, my one of my cousins was there to save me. It would have been awful. I saw something just amazing today. It was on the TV. I've I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's called Spy in the Wild on the BBC. If you can if you can get iPlayer and then watch it, Spy in the Wild. It'll come to Canada soon anyway. And what they do, they get loads of animals recreated as robots so they've got, there's a robot tortoise there's a robot dolphin there's a robot bird there's a robot pile of dung and they position them in the wild next to those animals so they can get really good close-up shots and there's one scene where the tortoise that looks very realistic it's got a real shell but obviously its head and all the electronics within it are metal, but it does look quite tortoisey, and the eyes are cameras, right? Gets humped. Why? Gets humped. One of the other tortoises apparently smelt it because it smells of tortoise because it is a real shell. Oh my real thought, tortoise! Well, I'm here now. <laughs> and it's this really embarrassing bit where the guy that's controlling the tortoise robot turns the head round to look behind Why? him. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like when you watch a sex scene and your mum walks in and you're like, oh, God. Oh. It's like that. It's awful. I can't imagine that. I was watching with my girlfriend and I felt embarrassed. I'm like, oh, can we forward it? Because the tortoise, he's having a great time. I can't find the hole. Oh. There's nothing there. They hadn't done that bit. They hadn't prepared for this. Jesus. So he's just... You know, rubbing him. He's dry-humping a tortoise. A robot tortoise. 
I will bet you right now there is no other radio station covering dry humping robot tortoises no, tonight. No. We could have done Super Bowl Mavericks. So that was weird. Oh, and then you'd think that's weird. It gets even weirder. They've got a robot dolphin, right? It's cr- cruising along next to the other dolphins. It's not that convincing, to be honest, but the dolphins seem to understand that it's probably a real one. So it's filming the dolphins, right? Did you know dolphins? Druggies. They love drugs. <laughs> then they get a puffer fish, right? A puffer fish has this thing called texatoxin or something. All I know is that it's quite deeply poisonous and it's its defence system, right? So if you eat a puffer fish, you're in all sorts of trouble and kill a man dead in no time. But the dolphins, right, pick one up, they just squeeze it, just get a little bit out, just enough to get high, then they chuck it to their mates. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's like a real culture kind of thing. That's amazing. There's one bit. I'm like, even the narrator, Scottish guy, goes, it's a very weird sight to see dolphins <laughs> passing the puffer. <laughs> passing the puffer. Druggy dolphins. So do they, like, veer off course and just mess around and play games they, all the time? Even more so than normal. And, you know, they've got quite sort of sleepy-looking eyes. Yeah, they're very squinty. They go even more squinty. And I was just getting over that. And I know that you're probably starting to think I'm lying. I swear this is true. It's called Spy Cam, Spy in the Wild on the BBC. Just getting over that. And it said, they're not the only mammals that like drugs. Nick cut to a rainforest in Borneo. Lemurs getting high on millipedes. That doesn't surprise me. Lemurs are like a slothful, like lazy looking animal. I love it, mate. They lick the millipedes, get it all around their fur, lick themselves stupid, just fall asleep in the sun. That's all I've ever seen lemurs do, and they must <laughs> all be druggies. Seven ten ten. Do you know any more druggy animals? Dolphins and lemurs. Add to the pile. Seven ten ten. Absolutely amazing. Spy in the wild. Spy cam on the BBC. Uh, Amanda Capito is going to come in in a minute. She looks radiating and ravishing and her usual scintillating wonderful self behind the glass. We'll see if she's got her voice back in just a moment. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Uh, we normally get Amanda Cupido on um, to have a talk about all things newsy poos, and we shall do that right now. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Um, you, you sound much better. Last week, you really had a terrible voice. I know. It's back. Mm. I'm feeling good. Excellent. You look alive and well and living in Toronto. Thank you. I am. Um, what did you do last night? Did you go out? I did. I went to Sweaty Betty's. Have you ever been there? Uh, is it on Ossington? Yes. Yeah, I had a great night there. Ossington and Queen. It's very homey, cozy feel. Mm. Little couches, dimly lit. But I um, I was home all day Saturday just getting work done, and I was wearing my, my classic onesie that mm. you love to make fun of. Yeah. And I just, my, it was my friend's birthday, and I wanted to go stop by, and I just couldn't be bothered to change my outfit. You didn't wear a onesie on a Saturday I night. wore my onesie. On a Saturday night to a bar. That's amazing. <laughs> and can I just tell you that no one said a thing. No one noticed. Mm. Honestly, I took my jacket off. I was there. I went to the bar. Like, I really took part in the bar scene. Mm. No one did a second glance. No one commented. No one gave me an up and down. Nothing. Literally, at one point, one of my f- male friends was like, you look great, Amanda. And I said, really? In this ones even? And he was like. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even really notice. Mm. <laughs> like, they weren't going full down. I guess they just thought it was a sweater with a zipper. I don't know. Footwear? But what footwear? Ugg boots. Right. Very, very comfy coats. 
And then my hair was just like in a ponytail. Like I did not, I was not bothered. I did not put any makeup on. And I was just warmly accepted. And this is why I love Toronto. I can go to a bar and have a great time. No one even cares what you're wearing. No one's looking. Are you currently single? <laughs> yes. Do you plan on reminding that one? <laughs> is that just all, this is me having given up? Is that is that the ultimate sign of I've given up and wearing my onesie it's to the a, bar? It's a little bit sweatpants, isn't it? <laughs> really? But maybe that could work in my favor. Like if someone actually noticed, they'd be like, wow. Well, I think the thing is with you is that you want a man and you deserve a man that it doesn't care about onesies. Well, you know, so I think for you, in a way, it's quite a good move because you filter idiots, don't you? Yes. And then they would focus, you know, I don't want, you know, focus on the personality. I think that's exactly which shines like a beacon of hope. Ah. If you're single and you'd like to get together with Amanda, please text on (laughs) 71010. Horribly embarrassing. Why, why not request another outfit? <laughs> no, I need to wear the onesie on the first date. That's, I, I guess, that's my next challenge. I made a terrible mistake once. When I used to live in Ottawa, and I actually was a bit lonely at the time. I'd only been living in Canada for about a year, and I had a job on the radio there. And I, I said, um, does anyone want to meet me for a beer? Ideally a lady. So it was like basically asking for a date. Okay, desperado, yeah. I know. And this girl sent a, emailed a picture in. I said, I'd love to meet you. Hot. Wow. Smoking. Uh-oh. Right? Where is this going? Oh, you know where it's going. I went to, <laughs> um, I went out to meet her. Turned up with a friend. Not ideal. Right? She did? Yeah. Okay. She was, I'd say, I'd say 35 pounds heavier than her picture. Oh, no. Um, And then, first thing she did was go, she goes, oh, I love your show, which is always flattering. Sure. Gave me a cuddle and all that. She goes, before we get started, just wanted to let you know. I've got a boyfriend, but that shouldn't matter, should it? Oh my god! So and and she stunk of smoke. I'm like, That's this really is great. Bad. That's really bad. Yeah, so I never did that again. No, and so, but good yet luck you tonight. just did it to me. <laughs> Thanks. If you're not hideously ugly and oh my god. and you are a shining specimen of it's a horrible. male, it's, horrible. Oh, it's not working, is it? No. Should we move on to some news? Yeah. Uh, give you some options. I'll give you rap as an art form. Right, or uh, you can have that, or you can have. Uh... I'm probably gonna just pick rap as an art form anyway. Oh, good, because the rest of it's a bit crap. Oh. I love rap. You know that I'm. <laughs> Actually, I'll do two. I'll do okay. rap, rap as an art form first, then I'll do a German story from this week. Okay. Um, Lay it on me. Rap as an art form, right? Rap, yeah. You're quite hip and groovy and down with the kids. I is rap is my secret talent. Hello, I didn't know this. I Go kn- on. This... <laughs> Like karaoke, you know, when you have to pick a song and everyone has yeah. their go-to song. I can do Eminem songs really well. Go on, then. <laughs> Apart from the swearing, obviously. No, no, I'm not going to do it here. Oh, my God. You no, can't. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> if, if, we have um, to go to karaoke night. and We need, a, we need like, a, you know, the scene. But what I, happened it, is, if, Because part of it is the, is the, like, they call up my name. I go up. I'm usually in some flowery, cute outfit or maybe mm. a onesie. And then they're like, oh, what's this little white girl going to sing? And mm. then... Eminem starts blaring. It's all like a, everyone's like, oh, well, she's not going to be able to keep up or let's just see what happens. Yeah. And then when I kill it, everyone. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Capito. <laughs> wickedy, wickedy. Two Charlie Park boys go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Guess who's back? Back again, my friend. Okay, we're gonna go. Uh, lose yourself is my favorite though. Was a bit out of time, mate. Listen, lose yourself is my it was my is my go to. 
Anyway, but we're not doing it. Are you sure? Rap as an art, please. I want to hear the story. Okay, if the story's good, can I be congratulated with a quick blast? <laughs> okay, maybe. Pat's getting the beats. Drop those fat beats, Pat. In the meantime, I'll tell you about rap as an art form. Okay. Rap is an art form. I love it. But it's also sometimes subject to snobbery until this week when it proves that actually it is massively an art form and very often more so than Shakespeare. How is this? Well, let me explain. There's a guy called Matt Daniels. He's a data cruncher and he's a bit of a legend. And he's been exploring how varied and extensive a rap artist's vocabulary can be. This bloke decided he'd examine 85 different rap acts. And what he did, he got the same amount of words that he'd looked at from a Shakespeare play, thousands and thousands, put them into a machine, right, and crunched the numbers and found out that about half of modern-day rappers have got a bigger vocabulary than Shakespeare. I believe it. In other words... Because you have to say so many words. It, like They shove in a lot of lyrics in yeah. an average song. Most extensive vocabulary belonged to a legendary Aesop Rock... Um, of Portland, Oregon, who came in with 7,392 words ahead of Shakespeare. The Beastie Boys did well. They did more than Shakespeare. And Jay-Z narrowly beat Eminem to the midway mark, just under Shakespeare, unfortunately. Kanye West, quite low. He was way under Shakespeare. And uh, at the bottom of the pile is Toronto's own Drake, who has quite a... Yeah. Has, uses about half the words because of Shakespeare. Because he's like pop rap. Like, he's not... He's not... I wouldn't call him, you know... Yeah, he's not very... He's not hardcore rap. <laughs> I'm at the risk of getting shot. He's not very deep, is he? <laughs> um, right. Pat, Amanda, will okay. you just have one bash at it? Okay, go. Lose yourself. Do you okay. have No, I don't have that one. The library's too limited. No. Oh, my God. We've got, like, three options. No. Love, love the way you lie, real slim shady, stan... I know, but those are all lame ones. Those yeah. are like, and I have a female accompaniment. I don't, I only do. I can be Dada. <laughs> the depressing one about suicide. Great. Let's, yeah. perfect. No. Okay. It'll My... be another, it'll have to be another day. What about next week? Yeah, maybe next week. Pat, can we find it in a week? <laughs> yeah, that, probably. Yeah. No, <laughs> probably. no, probably, mate. Come on. You're supposed to be a producer of a cutting edge radio show on the biggest talk station in Canada. Can we have it next week? Send me an email, it'll probably get done. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, what's your email? Everyone else can do it. Stalk Pat into doing his job for once in his life. German story? Hit me. A woman in a northwestern city of Bremen in Germany called the police this week after a drilling sound in her home made her think that someone was trying to break in. She was petrified downstairs as she heard this drilling going on upstairs. On Monday night, two cars filled with police officers showed up in the front of the woman's building. They entered her home but did not find the intruder, despite the fact that the drilling sound remained. After further investigation, they found the source of the sound in the bathroom. Had a man got in with a drill? What was going on in there? Police went up to the upper floor with the caller and localised the suspected intruder in the bathroom. It lay in the tub vibrating uncontrollably. It was a sex toy. <laughs> Upon seeing the toy, she cried, oh, that's my vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> she was very very relieved that there was no intruder in the house. The police went on to tweet that you shouldn't <laughs> waste police times by mixing up your sex toys as intruders. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. I suppose in some ways you could say a sex toy is an intruder. <laughs> 
But on boom. A little bit graphic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with more shenanigans. I'll ask uh, uh, you a bit more about your weekend. Uh, in the meantime, text in um, if you want to go out with Amanda. Still! <laughs> Someone says you and Amanda work so well together in a radio level. Amanda's laugh is great. Um, 7, 10, 10. That's really sweet. Uh, want a woman in a onesie? Come and get it. Is it wrong? It feels a bit wrong. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think she's going to shoot me oh as, as soon as the ads start. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, thanks. News Talk 1010. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all know. Um, thanks for your text so far on 71010 that are coming in thick and fast about all kinds of topics. Earlier on, I was talking about IT issues that I've been having in this building and with my own phone company. Uh, someone says, bad IT customer service. My friend's name is Tanya, with a J. And when tech support was on the phone with her, they misread her name and called her Ninja. That's an awesome name, though. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja. I'd go with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. What are you in Starbucks? Do you say Amanda? Yeah. yeah. Why? Do you say fake names? Just say Bob. I don't go to Starbucks, but when they ask me now, I just say Bob. Should oh. I try saying Bob? Uh, it depends. Um, they, they probably would just do it anyway, wouldn't they? Because they can't go, I don't think so. I know. In this day and age. <laughs> they can't go, oh, I think you'll find you're the wrong sex. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... I think the best one I ever did, I didn't like the service in a particular establishment. And I said, it's uh, Dr. Weinberger. <laughs> and he goes, I'll just put W in. I said, no. I, I did a medical degree and I insist that you put doctor. <laughs> you are the worst. I think, Amanda, I might be a little bit of an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> uh, there's a great app for people like me. It's called the Hater app. Oh, do you uh, tell. Sign of the Times, the latest dating app to enter a busy scene matching people based on things, not that they like, but things they hate. It's Love called this. Hater. It's great, yes. isn't it? Uh, be it that you've got a hatred of the liberal elite or the alt-right or a mild distaste for slow walkers or gluten-free food, Hater wants its users to bond over things they really get riled up about. Hater builds itself as an app that will help you, quote, meet someone who hates the same stuff as you do. That's so great. <laughs> it encourages users to express their opinions on a wide range of topics, such as paying for extra guacamole. I don't, I don't resent that. Is that right? Yeah, like I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. And avocados, I hope that I'm that you're getting fresh avocados, which that I am paying for. Exactly. And like avocados aren't free. <laughs> I totally don't understand why anyone would be upset about paying for guacamole. But apparently there are people and they get together and talk about it all night, probably Perfect. in Mexican restaurants. <laughs> uh, to express their opinion, users are asked to swipe in different directions to indicate their like, love, hate, dislike, or if they're just indifferent to a person, activity or concept. Hater then builds a profile of its users based on their opinions and starts connecting them with other like-minded people who hate the same things. The app, which is currently available in a beta version, is released on February the 8th, just in time for Valentine's Day, and contains 2,000 topics of interest at the moment with a plan to add more user-created ones. The idea rooted in research that people are more inclined to bond through negative opinions than shared likes. So do you do you and your girlfriend bond over anything that you hate? No, we argue over a lot of things I hate. I hate olives and she doesn't mind them. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is... Cause, did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? No. They have the whole... There's a whole shtick and if those who've watched, they know. The olive theory, which it's that like every couple should actually have one person who likes olives and one person who hates them so that they can take take them because they come on so many things so that one person can just keep eating them. Yeah, fair enough. She's welcome to them. I'll tell you that. It makes, But then um, in the show, so the whole time you're led to believe that the one couple 
um, had like they are the ones who came up with the theory and one of them Marshall loves the olives and Lily hates them and he eats them and then right at the end you realize that he actually hates them and just on their first date she didn't like the olive and he just like ate it to get rid of it Oh! and then he ended up marrying her and had to keep up the charade of liking olives oh. his whole life Man, that is true love right there. Commitment. Commitment. That is amazing. Anyway, it just reminded me of that. So you are a true olive theory, though. She actually likes them, or is it a fake? uh, She thinks they're all right. She doesn't love them. Okay. I couldn't go if someone loved them. I'd have to to leave her immediately. (laughs) I despise them so much. I call them the devil's testicles. Um, you know, I hate them too, so that's why we we bond over ah, that. Ah, I see. That's why we get on. Yeah. Actually, um, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Now, you're it's probably quite tricky for you because you're a relentless optimistic person. Okay. Um, but the app asks you when you sign up to put in three things that you despise. So I'm going to ask you that. What would you put in for your three things that you despise? Um... Okay, so with food, I don't like spicy food, so that's easy. I can say I despise spicy food. Bang, and go the peppers. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the jalapenos. Um, You can be political as well if you want. Oh, mm, you know what? I've always had a bone to pick. Maybe this is too big of a a topic. Okay. Um, With the way, with uh, the Canadian blood services. <laughs> it's quite niche. This is um, very big. No, but I just don't like the way they collect blood in Canada, and I think it's, I'm, I, I question the way they use their resources. What's wrong? This with is the a way, whole debate that this can be a, a, its own show. What's wrong with the way they collect blood? They just, I was, to, they actually don't test all of it for everything. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. That questionnaire that you fill out, it's based on your just truth, it, like you telling the truth, and then it tests your blood based on how you answered that. It doesn't actually test for everything all the time because it would be, I was told by a nurse, it would waste too many resources. And I was like, what? Okay, I'm not in medicine, <laughs> even though I sometimes call myself Dr. Weinberger. But that sounds really dodgy. It's really dodgy. And some of the questions, like one of the questions mm. is, um, honestly, in the last six months, all of your sexual partners, do you know who all their sexual partners have been? Oh, yes, of course. That's a, that question is... Great. Like, what, what a great night in. <laughs> so, bit of an awkward one. We're giving blood. Who have you been shagging? Right? Who have you had a go on? <laughs> Oh, and, not John. And, oh, for goodness sake. And define no. Do I have to have gone out with a coffee with your sexual partner to say that I knew them? Or do I just need to know the name? Or yeah. do I need to know their sexualist? If there's one thing that's for sure, it's all going to be solid fact and truth there. <laughs> oh, my God. What a disaster, right? Anyway, so that's the that's the Great number two. Number two is fantastic. Thank you. Number three. Um, you know, I've always, I've always been annoyed by... The idea of Apple products, Oof. like just their whole MO and the whole, like work the 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 too cool the you know we're gonna switch things for the sake of switching things. Yeah, like we're gonna put the X in the opposite corner of the of each of each browser window just because. Like yeah. I just hate all of that. And, and if you if you don't upgrade to the latest software and then you can't. They can't download the new apps, so you got to upgrade. And if you yeah. miss an upgrade, then you're screwed. Got to get a new device. And like, their obsession with minimalism. Oh. We've, it's too we've much. done you the favour of removing absolutely everything. everything you've ever wanted. Now you can't play a CD or listen to headphones. And no forget. USB. No, no, no USB. We really believe in minimalism. Yeah, well, I like plugging stuff in. Yes, me too. And oh, we're going to just change the, the the charger on our new products just because. Can't yeah. use your old chargers now. But when when we do a press release, we won't say that we make nearly <laughs> as much money off our peripherals as we do our main machines. We won't say that this it's will profit us so millions. Bad. We'll say we did it for you. <laughs> I hate it all. And we'll say it in a controversially irritating English accent. <laughs> because we're so up. The- oh, hang on. This isn't working well for me. 
So there you go. Did you? Those are some strong hates, right? I That's love okay. them. Maybe I should download this app. I've got my three. What's your three? Uh, short turning streetcars, racists, and dogs that yap. <laughs> Yours are much simpler than mine. Yeah, they are. I, okay, By the racist, way, racist. Come on, it's like, a bit, bit mainstream. That's an it? easy one. That's no one's a... gonna go. I love racists. <laughs> I mean, they're right. All right, short turning streetcars. Yeah. I cannot believe. <laughs> I simply do not fundamentally understand the concept of paying a fare. <laughs> getting on an elongated bumper car and then getting kicked off two stops later in a blizzard because <laughs> you've decided to go somewhere else. That is mental. Why don't you just put streetcars as a whole? It's not even just short-term yeah, streetcars. Yeah, chuck them in. Streetcars. Street there you go. Dogs that yap. Can I have that? Well, like, about, what about terriers? Like, all terriers, some people would say, are yappy. Do you hate all if terriers? If they're yapping, What's, then, what's then a yap to you? <laughs> but that's how, how the terriers bark. Well... Pop them in room 101. Don't want them. <laughs> Don't want them, mate. Okay. It's my hate list. Okay. Don't you go... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I let you put yours sure in. to clarify. Uh, so I can't have racist. What can I have instead? I've, I've, we've already done olives and I'm, my passion's wearing off about them. So my final one would be um, uh, uh, just passwords. Passwords? Yeah. In general? Yeah. You just don't like the security, the extra layer just of security? I don't like the fact that they're just so picky now. Yeah, like the standards. Like you need an underscore, a number, a and capital. I, exactly. And I always hear it in a moaning voice, you know? <laughs> eh, no, you need to use a special character. <laughs> oh, no, there's no number in that one. Oh, there's no uppercase letter. And in the end, I've got like Pakistan 342 at dollar sign with like the A of Pakistan is an uppercase letter <laughs> and then amazingly I just like Pakistan <laughs> I actually yes you actually do you know what I've done usernames this... with your username <laughs> words with friends what's my username you... on words for friends I, it's not safe for radio that's for sure <laughs> because you were so mad because it kept giving you these requirements right yeah. wasn't it the same problem that was exactly it so I ended up my username is O for F's sake yes if you know what I mean by F you're welcome to play me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. And I've just realised during the course of this show, I gave out my username <laughs> at the beginning of the show and now I've given out my password. <laughs> so if anyone's interested in breaking in and looking at my pornography history, <laughs> hop on, baby. Oh. oh, Have we got to do another break or are we all right? Oh, great. Uh, do you want to finish up with Mint Man that puts something in his back pocket? Yeah. Okay, Mint Man puts something in his back pocket. When I say back pocket, I mean, yeah. Okay. This week, a former Royal Canadian Mint employee was sentenced to 30 months in prison for stealing gold coins by concealing them in his rectum. Uh, Leston Lawrence stole 165 Canadian dollars in uh, gold pieces. What is he, a parrot? <laughs> and uh, apparently that's 22 that's been uh, up there. Uh, the uh, 35-year-old, who was found guilty last November, actually, was caught after he had successfully stolen 17 of the gold pieces. Sorry, after he'd sold 17 of the gold pieces through Ottawa gold buyers. Like, you're stealing Why? it from the mint oh, and you're selling it in Robert, Ottawa? Oh. Like, get in your car, man. Come on. Stupid. Um, <laughs> investigators knew that there was a, a real problem when they found Vaseline and latex gloves in his work locker. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to... Oh, I have mental images Judge that I Doody don't want. Judge said these items could have been used to facilitate insertion of gold items into his rectum. I love that the judge felt the need to say that. Yeah. Like, the there was no one on the jury that didn't already think that far ahead. Oh. 
Judge Doody. <laughs> actually? It's actually, Doody. Doody. Yeah, Judge Doody, which is very close to the American one with the TV show, isn't that's, it? That's ironic. Uh, the 17 laundered pucks, oh, that must have been tricky, weighed as much as 264 grams apiece and were sold for sums of up to seven grand each. Wow. Lawrence was convicted of conveying gold out of the mint and uh, breach of trust by a public official and possession of property obtained by crime, loads of stuff. Basically, he's in the slammer and he's got to pay back 150 grand. And he's bought, um, with all the money, he bought a boat in Florida and he built a house in Jamaica. But now he has to sell it, I guess, to Well, yeah, it. absolutely. Gonzo. I'm surprised they haven't been taken over, but they wow. are. Apparently, there was no security cameras in that part of the mint. That's dumb. I used to live there in Ottawa. There should be security cameras everywhere. That's what I thought. I used to live opposite Dollarama in Ottawa, and that was on camera. <laughs> but they didn't. They forgot about the mint. Shame. Come on, Ottawa. Uh, always a pleasure, never chore. Thanks for coming in, Amanda. Thanks, Vinny. I'm glad you're feeling well, and uh, thanks for being such a great sport. I'll see you guys next week here on News Talk 1010. Thanks, Pat, for pushing buttons. See ya.